welcome to the Story of Design podcast. I'm Karina, your host, creator of the design story, who truly believes that there is so much more to design than meets the eye. This is a podcast that asks the why around design. We'll dig into designers, creative thinkers, and businesses that have stakes in shaping the future of the design industry. I'm inviting you all to join me in connecting with the effects of good, well thought of design. So let's begin. This episode is sponsored by BioLiving, an innovator in sustainable weaving practices for design and architectural applications. Superbee is a social enterprise based in the mountains of Northern Thailand, founded in 2015 by Antoinette Jackson. And we actually first encountered Superbee from its product, the Beeswax Wraps, which is a sustainable alternative to plastic food wraps that we usually use to store fruits and other food in the fridge. And then we found out that Super B actually produces many more sustainable and ethically made goods with the mission to support plastic-free lifestyle. What intrigued us about Super B is how Antoinette built and runs the company as one that is for women empowerment, ethical work environment, familiar relationships, and sharing, all resulting in a culture that is positive and sustainable in all aspects, socially ecologically, and economically. This really resonates with what we believe design is, that it is a tool to amplify this positivity and this impact to the world. So we are so excited to learn from Antoinette today about Super B and how she built this business. Antoinette, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for the invitation. Maybe we can start by sharing what the beeswax wraps is because this is what you guys are very famous for. Um, maybe tell us about how it's made and the public reception of it. Um, so the process is we use um, beeswax, which is local and sustainably harvested. We, we use um, also organic cotton from Thailand, which is got certified, which means it's not just organic, but it's also ethical in that the, the people working in the process of making the organic cotton from farmer to, to weaving is also like fair, fair trade as such. Mm. Um, and I think the, the process is with a lot of these natural, with only actually natural and locally sourced. And we take our time to check like our supply chain. So there's these beautiful natural ethical ingredients that are put together and then handmade by our team who are also very happy and empowered and um, also getting much better wages and working conditions than other people in other situations or other employment situations. Um, mm. Yeah, we, the product, um, actually we launched in 2016 in July after, you know, selling them at local markets at the school. I also have two children and a husband who support the project as well. Mm. Um, and uh, I started making them and then selling them at the local markets and everyone was like, wow. And I think because the product gives people hope, I think we are all like seeing all this plastic pollution and all the problems and it can make people feel kind of helpless. 
and not care so much about what they're doing. Oh, I can't help anyway, so I'll just keep, you know, using my plastic bags or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we have this public response whereby people see our products and they're like, there is a way, you know, there is an alternative. And I guess part of the story behind Super B is that sometimes we just need to look for an alternative to things in life. And that's like right. across the board. And I think the public... Um, reaction when we launched the video on Facebook in 2016 was a million views in just the first few days. So I think it excited wow. people um, and we continue to sell now as well very well. Yes, I do agree to the point that many times we need to rethink about our current ways of doing things. Uh, it's another way of saying be mindful, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and also, can you share how your bee business contributes to sustainability? So the beeswax, obviously bees are extremely important in our world from you know, pollinating plants and making sure that we have a good food supply. Um, the harvesting of our beeswax is extremely ethical. And we also, there are some photos on our website in the blog where our whole team went to thank the bees and visited the farmers. And mm. um, what it is, is actually there is like an excess of beeswax that comes out of the side of the hives, which is what is taken off for the use of our production. Um, we never like open the hive and take what is being used by the bees because the bees right. use the beeswax for um, uh, storing the eggs like the lava for the little baby bees and also their food so um, in particular the beeswax is um, very sustainable in the way that we you know it's harvested and that it's local right 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 and no chemicals are used either so it's really nice to have that connection with the the beeswax producers and the farmers and to have that kind of um, peace of mind so I'd assume that it is biodegradable as you only use natural materials, right? Yes, our product is biodegradable. It's also, re you can revamp it. So we also sell like kind of wax bars where you could just like grate some wax. And there are also several videos on our FAQ page where you can um, buy our product, the beeswax wraps um, we are talking about today. And um this you can use up to two years. And when it starts to look a little bit wear and there's a bit of wear and tear, you can put it in the sunshine and the wax just kind of smooths over, makes it look like new. Or if there's some wax missing, you can grate some and put it on the cotton and then place it in the oven. Quite simple. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so it's like soft cleaning and self repairing. <laughs> yes, yes. Not just like throw it out. You don't need to throw it out. You can also revamp it. It's also when it, there's really no wax left or maybe you damaged it by putting it on something hot, you can also use them as they're a great fire starter if you're camping. Oh, yeah. So it's wow. another way to reuse the product at the very end. What is really intriguing is that your company is a family owned social enterprise that not only cares about nature or, or the worldly issue of waste, but also cares about the people. So I'm very curious, when you start this company, what was the initial goals? It's interesting. I didn't really have a goal at the time when I started. 
it just kind of like all happened somehow organically, obviously through a lot of hard work and support from my husband and our team and friends. Um, you know, I started making the product. I was selling it at the markets, like I said before, and the response was very positive. And, um, and at that time, my husband, who is an um, IT guy, very technically, like provides technical solutions for other companies, mm -hmm. He said, come on, I'll make you a website, which he did. And then I made the video um, that went viral just with a friend. There was kind of no intention to build a business at that time. It was just, I don't know, somehow it just kind of, we were in this flow. It was kind of magical in a way how everything that always the right people just kind of popped up at the right time with advice and skills that they shared with me. And, um, and so then after the online shop went up and the video was launched, we started to get orders, which was wow. And like, so humbled by the response actually, and that people were buying this product that I made and, you know, it started to go out to homes. And then um, I guess it started with this idea of defeat the plastic, find solutions. Mm -hmm. And then as I started to ask around to see if I could find some local people to help me, this opened my eyes to some of the more social issues in the area where I live. And I started to discover that people were not paid according to the labor laws, um, mm. that they were really unfairly treated, that they had no power. Um, yeah, that they were not empowered in the workplace that um, they were also maybe not happy, you know, they want to work, they're very like have a wonderful work ethic. And I love my team, you know, they really came together. And I took a lot of people out of kind of bad situations and offered them a job with fair wages. And I created managers out of them who now have teams of, you know, five or six people. And it's just so beautiful to see them grow also and to right. build more confidence. And also to inspire, you know, they also talk then. I'm like, you should not accept lower than the, the lowest, you know, the, you should not, sorry, you should not accept something uh, lower than the um, award wage, you know, but people do that because they're desperate for work. And um, yeah, so this has been really interesting for me to have this insight. So it went from the environment then to the people, but somehow this is also connected because I think at the, the problems with the environment and plastic and overconsumption, I mean, the base of it is greed, I think. And, mm -hmm. um, and so coming back to the design of our products also, you know, this is some of the holistic business approach or ideas behind it is that, um, the products are made by people who are happy and I think this is really important and this is you know this comes out in our also our marketing and in the product itself so they're like craftsmen yeah sure and they take responsibility for the inventory you know they really grasp the the work and they want the company to to succeed as well and we are mainly women we have um, a couple of guys working for us now and um, I'm just blown away with their, you know, work ethic and how we are like this kind of family and 
that they all feel so happy and proud to work for SuperB and what it stands for. So we also offer um, interest-free loans to our team because um, mm. there's a local um, culture of like loan sharks. But yeah, it's quite bad to mm. find, as I went deeper into like people not being paid fairly to having a lot of debt in the area, um, mm. which is really unnecessary. So we started to also offer interest-free loans to our staff so that they felt safer, kind of paying them out of debt with our profits. And um, yeah, I think they deserve that. And um, I, I don't know, the business seemed to sell and we have the profits to support the people. And I kind of have this belief that we have this flow in the business because we keep giving out and then it keeps coming back in and then we give out again and there is this beauty to it. It's amazing that your products really speak that positivity, as you said before, right? If, you, if the people making it are happy, then the products will show it somehow, not only through marketing, but also through the care to the products, the packaging and all. Yes, that's it. And they're really dedicated to, you know, every time there is a shipment to go out to maybe a store somewhere else in, in Asia, for example, they're always checking it, that the quality is good. I have a really amazing quality control team and a packing team. And of course, we've learned a lot over the last four years about, you know, how to pack things and how to send things. And um, mm -hmm. it's just been such a learning a learning experience for everybody, which I think if we don't learn, it's not really fun anyway. So everyone's sort of learning at SuperB and gaining new skills. And um, one of our workers even just launched her own Pad Thai sauce, which is great. And I totally <laughs> support that. And, you know, um, yeah, it's nice to see them grow and also myself. Right. If we dive deeper, if I may ask, um, what is it that is really integral in gaining that trust and happiness in your experience? I think that, you know, everybody wants their needs met, whether it's in your, you know, personal home or if it's at work or school or university or in friendships. And I think that for me, I have, um, I want, you know, if people need something or they're not happy in the workplace, I'm really like honed into that and I want to support if there's any issues. I have some really good um, managerial staff. And if there are problems, we have very good open communication. Like even if, you know, uh, someone has some family trouble, one lady's, you know, daughter fell off a motorbike and we're like a family. We kind of take care of each other. And I think I really believe in energy and spirit and the vibration of products. And I just think if you feel good in your space, in your working space, then that is somehow, you know, goes into that product you're making. It's like if you're cooking and you're in a good mood, then that food will also taste good. If you're cooking and you're thinking about like, I want to make this delicious for other people to enjoy. And, you know, then that's how you make good food. And I think that our product is also, our team is really um, dedicated to making a beautiful product that can sell, that can sustain more employment, um, we, during the COVID crisis right now, we had to let seven people go. Now we've got two back and we're all working like so hard that we can get our team back. And of course, a bigger goal would be to employ more people to provide this opportunity to more and more people. Um, okay. 
And yeah, I just, I think we put too much um, blame on businesses sometimes, you know, we can, but everyone has the opportunity or the responsibility to choose which product they're going to buy. So mm. I think that our value system is so based on how much something costs as opposed to other values of, you know, social and environmental values, because you can buy like a radio for $2. But if that radio was built in a factory where people had like such bad conditions where they then suffered like mental health after, or, you know, had real illnesses, like, lung and cancer or whatever then the actual yeah. value of that radio it's not two dollars if that yeah. factory was polluting into the environment then it's not two dollars it's actually very expensive radio so cheap things are not always cheap things and i think that the consumer now there is this growing consumer consciousness where we're starting to think like what do i want to support with my money you know right for example like i'm just drinking out of this bottle <laughs> It's an old milk bottle, but this one, I can, I can reuse it. I can make mint tea and put in it and use it for years and years. So it's not just about social, but like when we're buying things to just like stop and think because the people have the power. Yeah, have the power to choose what they buy and also essentially what kind of business they want to support. If you have the chance to support a good kind of business, then why wouldn't you, right? Absolutely. In an ideal world, money wouldn't become the deciding factor of what we buy, but instead it is the social impact that becomes uh, the currency, then if that's the case, then everyone will be happy. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, I really believe in this idea of vibration, you know, even if it's a little bit more, if I buy that product, then perhaps, you know, there is something good coming to me after that it's in that, like, the positivity flow. But if I go down the negativity flow, then maybe, and I'm only thinking about money and what's going to come, then maybe, you know, you manifest what, what you support also and what you believe. So. Cool. What's the vision or the future for Super B? Um, at the moment, we were about to launch uh, a new, like a wholesale website, which is called mm -hmm. beconscious.me. So Super B is our brand and the company is called Be Conscious. Um, so BeConscious.me will be an online portal for uh, retail shops and online shops to buy our products um, at a minimum quantity of $200 and up. Um, and the idea behind that is now not just to sell our products, but we also... Uh, appreciate that in this area there are a lot of like artisans and people with such creative skills and design skills but no business skills and no way to to scale up or or to reach you know customers um, so our idea now is to create a, a place where we can sell for them globally on our wholesale website and um, we have a few local people we will support now and we will launch actually next next month. Um, That's great. Yeah, so I think it's like getting those ethical and the sustainable products out there and making it, you know, making a space where 
also retail stores can buy them so they can be in like mainstream shops, right. <clears throat> not just specialty shops. And um, as well, we are launching um, in the next month a laundry product range of products to, um, to help the environment through, you know, alternatives to our laundry detergent, which is very exciting. Wait, so you're creating the laundry detergent? It's not laundry detergent. It's actually like a magical bag. It's called Hexawash. And um, you put it in the laundry. You don't need detergent or anything. Um, you only need to wash and spin, no rinsing. And then it washes and cleans your clothes, takes all the odors out, and you can use it for 365 days or 365 washes. So you eliminate all plastic packaging, which normally is what detergent's in. You also eliminate, because all that detergent stuff is mainly like super chemical infested and it goes into our waterways. So the waterways will be happier. There's less plastic. And um, they're also beautiful, handmade from actually the scraps from our beeswax strap production. We keep always the scraps from the cutting and we're always um, giving them to local sewers and artisans around the village. If they want to make something, they give it back to me and then we can sell it in our shop. Um, mm -hmm. But this product was um, developed by my husband who has been with me all the way and without him, I can't do any of this. Um, mm -hmm. He's an IT genius and many other things. Um, he's very multi-talented. And um, at the moment, we will make a video like how to use this product, I think, this month and hopefully launch in July. Um, it's called Hexawash. And I think we will soft launch and put it on the website already for now that people can maybe see it. But um, yeah, it's very exciting. So exciting. It's wow. such a great product. Yeah. And it just really cleans things up in the world on many levels. So this would be made also from beeswax then? No, it's just, um, so when we're cutting the fabric to create the beeswax wrap, um, there's a lot of off-cut fabric and this was made into like a hexagon pouch. Yeah. Um, and inside mm -hmm. is actually a magnesium solution. So we discovered that magnesium actually cleans water and cleans clothes and takes out odors. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know why people <laughs> before we just like okay let's just put it let's make it pretty and we're putting this like hexagon box that looks like uh, a chocolate box and they're really beautiful and wow like we've been using them now like maybe three months and I've given them to all my friends with stinky teenagers or smelly teenagers wow. you know to test them and they really work and we can't wait to get it out there actually Oh, that's amazing because usually laundry detergents are toxic and they stay forever on the land, right? So it'll be amazing to have this alternative. Yes, yes. So we're really like excited to get it out there. So that's what we've been doing during the COVID crisis is really focusing on like new product development. So it's been actually a good time in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And this product is also, you know, is the fundamentals are also the same as the beeswax wrap. It's based on like ethical handmade soul, good soul production and, and supply chain. So it's really exciting. And because it's made from the kind of waste from the cutting, it has like a very, very low carbon footprint. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful product. 
So if you were to give advice to creating this kind and sustainable lifestyle that then we can project out to the way we do business and the way we treat others, what would it be? Um, I think it's really about mindfulness and awareness. You know, if you go shopping and, and you're buying products, it's important to think like who made it? What do I do after? You know, where does it go? What happens to the rubbish? Or how do I, how do I get, you know, what is the waste uh, process afterwards? Is it biodegradable? Can I reuse it? Like my bottle, you know? Um, I mean, that's for the consumer to really, you know, think about the products they're buying. Of course, some people have really um, existential problems where they just cannot afford maybe the more expensive products, which I sympathize um, with. Um, I think as far as people producing products, I think it's important to think about every detail of your business not just production, but also shipping um, in your office. Like what are you using? For example, when we're shipping now, we use like old offcuts from the fabric rolls. We, we take some like cardboard waste from around the office and then production and we use it to like help buffer our products. We don't use plastic, we use paper tape. And there's just small changes that you can make in your production and your shipping process. And the problem is people are so focused on profit, like, oh, the paper tape is too much. But is it really, you know, actually it's so bad for the environment. People have to stop thinking about like themselves and the impact of things just on me, but also on the greater good. And through that, they can also get more customers. You know, our customers like the way our retail customers, for example, if we send um, our products in this plastic-free way they appreciate that they even write to us and say oh i'm so happy to see you use paper tape and there was no plastic in the in the boxes and you know these small changes even though it might cost you like 10 cents more for the paper tape could in fact mean that you get more customers so i think these changes now need to be made by more and more companies of course there's like government policies that maybe need to be enforced um, depending on, you know, countries' budgets and situations. But, you know, we're 7 billion people. So I think it's time where we cannot blame the government policies or the businesses anymore. You know, I think that it's time that we take the power back and we make the right choices. And I do feel hopeful, like, um, that I see more and more, like Thailand is amazing. The amount of movements here, I think Asia in general is, is kind of leading the way because they've been able to adapt to a lot of the sustainability changes or the things that need to be changed because, you know, there's a lot of plastic. The tides in Asia means a lot of the plastic, you know, ends up on our beaches. Um, yeah, I'm proud of Thailand. Yeah, this kind of consciousness is, I think it's starting to spark everywhere in the world and I'm positive that it'll be easier day by day to find people and government supporting the movement. Yeah, we definitely learned a lot from you running the company and your philosophy on being good and positive, Antoinette. So thank you so much for sharing. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for inviting me to talk. And anytime, come and visit us and our team and we can make some delicious Thai food for you.
thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please connect with us on our website and social media. Our Instagram is the design story with two Y's because one Y was already taken. But in all seriousness, we would really love to hear from you. So shoot us feedback, questions, and share with your friends. If this is your first time on Story of Design, welcome to the community. Subscribe and leave a review if this motivates you in some ways. Take care and stay inspired!